0: Freaking this this is Brock and Salk. I don't read the internet, guys. Presented by Carter Volkswagen and Ballard. Take the bull by the hands on Seattle Sports. Powered through the Alaska Airlines studio. And Brooke you are. And Brooke you are. Now here are your hosts, Brock Heward and Mike
1: fire!
0: All right, we are uh, two hours left to go in our week. Brock and Salt Sales Sports here on 710 salesports.com. We will have G. Scott in here in a half hour. And then, of course, some open phone lines at 930, as we do, of course, on Fridays. And Brady Henderson is here. Uh, We said if he was good and you guys like him, we'll keep bringing him back on Fridays. A lot of people writing in to say that the same thing should be true for me. Where would they get to vote (laughs) on whether or not I come back for future Fridays as well? I'm sure you'd
2: take Fridays off.
0: I'd be happy to. Yes, if you vote me out, I would be happy to not be here every Friday. <laughs> moving forward, I could I could find something else to do on Friday mornings if I had to. All right, Mora has created our favorite game. This is my favorite of all the various games we play in the show. There's nothing I like more than whose shoes and Brady. You're going to get a chance to experience it right now.
2: It was the shoes. The shoes. It's got to be the shoes. <laughs> all right. Yes, that's why you like it. Yeah, it is. Um, I like
0: uh, I like the uh, drops. The rap drops from Lords of the Underground.
2: I already think Brady's going to do better than Lefko last week, because every time I tell Lefko that we have a game, he gets, like, very nervous and competitive. That's weird. Like, this one's just supposed to be to, to, treating to get Treating it like some... a board
3: game? There's yeah. no winner here. Yeah. Just answer the question.
2: He didn't, like, he didn't over, play our game properly last week. All right. Uh, this one's just more to kind of see how you guys think. So, like, it's open to interpretation. I'm just going to ask you whose shoes you'd rather be in, and then we'll see how you view it. All right. Okay. So... Uh, First up, we have Jackson Smith and Jigba or Jake Bobo. Whose shoes?
4: Well, so Jake Bobo is totally playing on house money right now, (laughs) right? He is an undrafted free agent who those guys usually don't even make the team. Uh, You're lucky to stick around on the practice squad. He's been the sensation uh, of training camp. He's got veterans like Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf saying all these nice things about him. Uh, and he's, he's gonna play. Like, he's probably their number four receiver right now. So, he's probably gonna play 20 or so snaps on Sunday. Uh, m- maybe 15 to 20. Uh, he's playing on house money. That said, speaking of money, Jackson yeah. Smith and Jigba is a first round pick, 20 <laughs> overall. I think he got like a $7.5 million signing bonus. Jake Bobo, I think, got like a $10,000 <laughs> signing bonus. So, I'm going to go the practical route here and say I would rather be in Jackson Smith and Jigba's shoes. Yeah,
0: plus, uh, you know, he's got to work so hard to make it happen at a 4-9 that, you know, I'll take being smooth with unbelievable hands and the number 20 overall pick. Yeah, I'll go with Jackson Smith and Jigba as well. It's
2: just because he went to Belmont Hill. Ooh.
0: I'm not going to put myself in the shoes of a Belmont Hill kid, that's for sure. Can't do it. No, not going to happen. <laughs> Me and Rachel Platten, we would never allow that.
2: <laughs> All right, next up. <laughs> Whose shoes this season, a Cardinals player or a Broncos player?
0: This is a great question because it's it's
2: who you want to be coached by.
0: Right. Do I want to be coached by Sean Payton and Russell Wilson or do I want to be coached by Jonathan Gannon with Kyler Murray waiting in the wings there? I think the answer is I would rather be a Denver Bronco because I think Sean Payton can really coach and I think I would thrive under his kind of leadership. I would love to be yelled at the way Sean Payton yells at people sort of the Bill Parcells coaching tree. So I would say that because I don't think Russell Wilson's going to make it through the whole year.
4: Uh, Yeah, I would go Broncos for much. Well, yeah, for much the same reason. Now, maybe Jonathan Gannon has a little bit more of the uh, fire in his belly than he was preaching (laughs) to guys about wanting them to have. Uh, But based on that clip, I just can't imagine sitting through meetings with that guy droning on trying to get me hyped up. have to go to
0: the Russell Wilson meetings that Russell holds. Well, like the Wednesday off day meeting. If you're a defensive Tuesday player, you aren't required to All right, go. Well, to what those if you're meetings. an offensive player? You want to go to Russ's meetings?
4: Yes, you I would. Do? I would rather do that than be in that situation <laughs> in Arizona. Everything about Jonathan Gannon and that whole situation, the fact that true. Murray is good, like he he just has the look of a one and done coach, uh, that has the look of a three and fourteen team. It's going to be miserable there. The Broncos are at least going to be competitive. Sign me up for that. All
2: right, I like it. Uh, okay, next up, punt returner or kick returner? Who shoes?
4: Ooh, I would say kick returner just because there's a lot more opportunity to fair catch. <laughs> Frankly, what I'm saying is I don't want to do either. <laughs> so I want the easiest route that's going to allow me. See, that's
2: why I like this game. You hear, you get people's right. inner thoughts. Yes. Yeah,
4: I mean, look, I yeah, I'm just, I'm not built to do either of that. So uh, give me the safest option as a kick returner. Look, unless teams are going to try the whole pooch style thing, which really forces the returner's mm-hmm. hand. And we didn't see any of that last time. I think it was all touchbacks. Um, yeah. Kick returner.
0: Yeah. The easy answer here for me is also kick returner, but maybe for a different reason. And it's not just getting hurt, because I think the assumption is if I were doing one of these jobs, I'd have enough ability to do it. Like I would be fast enough and you know strong enough to handle being on an NFL field. But. So much more can go wrong with a punt return. There yes. are so many ways to screw that up. There's a lot more things you got to pay attention to. Kick returns got to be fast. You catch the ball, you run, you look for a hole, you hope you don't get plowed. But the, the, the punt returner, like, there's a lot of stuff going on. And I don't know what is wrong with all the punt returners these days, but they're all catching the ball inside what the five-yard line. What are Th- you doing? This used to be a very simple, very simple formula. If it's inside the 10, let it go. At the 10, you catch it. (laughs) I can understand the eight and the the punters have gotten better. Maybe you don't want to, like, let everything go, you know, between the six and the 10. I did not
2: peg this as the question that was going to get you fired up. What is the
0: deal with punt returners picking the ball up and catching it at the two-yard line? Yeah,
4: you saw a guy do it again last night. Yes. Wasn't the rule always you put your heels on the 10-yard line and you don't move backwards to catch the ball? And if
0: we're going to say that's changed a little bit, fine, make it the seven. Yeah. Okay, you want to give him a couple yards because the punters are getting better? Fine. But why in the world are you catching the ball at the three-yard line?
4: Yeah. He's what still, is the upside I saw a guy do it, uh, a Seahawks player do it in the fi- in the third preseason yes. game. I just don't get it. There, there's so little upside. Like, th- there's there's not a lot of upside you know in what? returning a kickoff from the goal line, let alone they especially net with the new They never return the kick
0: from inside the goal line ever. But you still see guys do it. Maura, I'd like to change my answer. I would like to be the punt returner so that I could change the way. Yeah, I'd like to fix this from the inside. All right.
3: Thank you.
2: It's got to be the shoes. All right. Justin has a couple for you guys. Okay.
3: So both interesting guys on and off the field. Both got paid. Both play, I would say, in elite levels. Different sides of the ball. Whose shoes? Quandre Diggs or DK Metcalf?
0: Well, I want to be in DK Metcalf's yeah.
3: shoes just to experience it for
0: like a minute. <laughs> like, what is life like in DK Metcalf's shoes? How
2: is that even a How question? Are they?
3: I just think Quandre is a very, very interesting guy. Not as interesting in to be in his shoes. Like, him.
0: I'd like to talk to Quandre for a while, but you want me to be in someone's shoes? DK Metcalf might be the person in the world who that I would take. Like, he might one? be number one in the world.
4: Yeah, there's no yeah. doubt okay. about it. Okay. Six four, two whatever. I mean, look, Quadre Diggs, his life sounds pretty good to me. Sure. $39 million contract. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking the 6'4", guy who can run a 3. Can okay. you imagine three, what whatever. it's like
0: to be in DK Metcalf's shoes?
3: A little bit harder one, then, since we already heard your answer on the Cardinals player or Broncos player. Would you rather be? And this one, actually, there's a little backstory here. Did you guys see the story of the airplane that took off from Atlanta for oh, Barcelona? Yeah. Had to turn around. Delta Delta, Delta uh, flight.
0: Yeah, the diarrhea biohazard. Would you rather
3: be an Arizona Cardinals player or a passenger on the biohazard flight? Biohazard flight for sure. (laughs) That thing
0: gets over pretty quickly.
4: What kind of uh, sort of comps really are they thinking. giving you? <laughs> you know, like when you're when you get bumped from right. a flight. Like
0: Alaska will give you comps for just about anything. They're like, hey, we were delayed a little bit. Here's fifty bucks. Yeah. Thanks. What's the
3: diarrhea policy? <laughs> on
0: Delta, <laughs> that's, that's
2: what a I want. Biohazard. I yeah, would think you yeah. should Man. get a free flight anywhere you want. The pictures
3: and videos that came out of that. <sighs> That's oh, tough. Okay. All right, yeah,
0: there you go. Yeah. Whose shoes? Uh, wonderfully done today, Mora. Not so much by Justin, but great job by Mora. Oh, I mean, DK Metcalf it's isn't he the ultimate person whose shoes you would want to be in?
3: Off the field, I just both think they're interesting guys with very more layers than just who's bigger and stronger. No,
0: but it would Quandary be so, hilarious. It would be so unique to be in DK Metcalf's okay. shoes. Like you could, how can you imagine what it feels like to run like that, jump like that, lift like that, look like? I mean, just like. Walk down the street looking like DK Metcalf. First of all, I would never put on a shred of clothing. I mean, maybe underwear, fine. There is not a yeah. chance. You're not
3: going to spend very much time as DK Metcalf if you don't have clothes
0: on. There is not a up. chance you could get me to put a shirt on if I were DK Metcalf ever, ever. Life must be pretty good for DK Metcalf. Would you ever put on a shirt? Like there would be no shirt, no shoes, no service. You I'd be like, like whatever. DK
2: Metcalf, but you still had your body hair.
0: Oh, well, you'd shave that immediately. Like, you just go get that thing waxed, and then you look like DK Metcalf again. Can you imagine DK Metcalf with my body hair, like, covering his back and his chest? (laughs) That's disgusting. All right, let's come back, give you everything you actually need to know. Mariners with a huge win last night. Was it the best win of the year? I think I can argue it was. It's next on Brock and Salk
3: to know
1: 15 minutes past every hour with Brock and Salk
0: here's what you need to know up first yeah I'll say it that was the best win of the year for the Mariners at least from my perspective I love a good one nothing game like that and those are the kind of games that really remind me of playoff games it starts with pitching and Luis Castillo did exactly what you needed him to do yesterday
1: bottom of the six two outs nobody on Castillo's one two Swing and a miss. Strike three. How about some paint at 95 on the lower outside corner? Castillo, a flex of the fist. His day is done. He spins six scoreless here at the drop.
0: Yeah, I got a little defensive help as well from Dominic Canzone. But he just kept finding a way to get outs. He didn't have his best stuff. He certainly didn't have his best command. Walked more guys than normal. But he made big pitches at the right times. In the modern world, that's what an ace does. It's rare to see guys go nine shutout innings or something like they used to back in the day. What you saw yesterday was an ace-like performance showing up against a good team that's making you work hard and finding a way to get through six shutout innings. Very, very impressive stuff. And there was a lot of help because once you got to the bullpen, what were you going to do? Topa was clearly off yesterday. They did use Brash, and then you get to the ninth, and you're like, you're really going to go back to Munoz again? They did, and it worked, mostly, though, thanks to a big assist from Cal Raleigh. Nobody out, bottom of the ninth, the stretch and the pitch, Rayleigh running, pitch on the way, a ball, the throw down to second by Cal, the tag by J.P., and out at second base is Luke Rayleigh trying to steal. That was an absolute dart that he threw, but the most important thing, he gave it a chance to succeed.
4: Yeah, you know, we've been working on it lately. Um, you know, I had some balls sail up the line the past couple weeks and just trying to really focus on, you know, letting the ball get to me and, you know, putting the throw on the money. And, you know, I can't really control the rest. All I can do is just put the Put the ball right on the uh, base and, you know, had two good throws
0: tonight. That was an absolute seed that he tossed down there. Really, really important play. Mariners back to a half game out in the West, tied in the lost column with Houston. Brace yourself, though. Texas hosts Oakland this weekend. Yikes. Houston has San Diego. Yikes. Toronto hosts Kansas City. Yikes. While you are playing in Tampa Bay. So we'll wait and see what happens this weekend. This could be a challenge, but i will leave him back out again. George Kirby gets the ball tonight against Taj Bradley. He's the second thing. You need to know. Injury report not really where you want it to be. It was interesting seeing some guys whose names weren't on there yesterday jump on in the afternoon, specifically talking about Damian Lewis, talking about Boye Mafé, talking about Ken Walker, some of whom were non-participants, some of them were limited. That's the bad news. On the good news side, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to play. Geno Smith pretty impressed.
5: Jackson is uh, extremely tough, man. I think he's proven a lot to a lot of people um, with just the way that he's coming back from um, a significant Injury, And uh, he's looked, you know, really good in practice. You know, I, I can't speculate on uh, what's going to happen. But, you know, from my vantage point, I think he's done a phenomenal job. And I think he'll continue to progress and get better.
4: Jackson Smith in Jigba is going to play on Sunday. And really, it's been interesting to hear how the praise, you know, throughout the spring and early in training camp, it was about his route running and how savvy he is and how sure handed he is. And now that praise has shifted to how good of a job he's done with his recovery uh, from that broken uh, bone in his wrist that he suffered on August 19th. He had surgery, I think, three, four days later, and he was back on the practice field a week after surgery. Uh, which is pretty remarkable and um you know he's going to play in this game on Sunday you know, I don't know how restricted he's going to be uh, he's had at least from what we've seen early in practice which is all we get to watch now said that left wrist pretty heavily taped but he doesn't have like a cast on it doesn't you know, so it seems like he's going to be able to catch the ball, but he still is a couple of weeks removed from surgery. So it is going to be interesting to see how, it, if, if at all, it might affect
2: him.
0: Biggest concern for me is actually Damian Lewis. And again, I'm not going to lose too much sleep over losing a guard, but of all the guys that might not be available, he's one that plays a position I'm not sure they are quite as adept at uh, covering for. So we'll see what happens. Again, it's not going to be worse than the Rams losing Cooper Cup. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time complaining about the Se- Seahawks and their injury situation.
5: Here's the third thing you need to
2: know.
0: Well, all the talk was about the Lions all offseason. Everyone keeps telling me how great the Lions are going to be. And then guess what? They went out and won last night. It wasn't the prettiest win, but they got it done thanks to their defense. Brian Branch, the safety with a pick six. A guy that I remember hearing his name mocked here at Seattle a few times in the draft. and Maybe that was before they ended up with Jordan Love uh, or Julian Love, rather. But that's a a heck of a play in your first game ever as a rookie going on to a defense that could really use his head.
4: I've I've joked that I need like the equivalent of a swear jar for every time I refer to Julian Love as Jordan Love. I've done it a hundred times. Yeah, it's hard not to do. But at any rate, yeah, that was a huge play uh, by Brian Branch on a tipped ball. Look, you you can, again, you can poke some holes in this victory. KC was without their second and third best player, uh, Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones. Whenever there's a tipped interception, there's a bit of flukiness to that. But look, man, you still went into their building One of the loudest stadiums in the NFL, a stadium that was all sorts of juiced up, celebrating the Chiefs, you know, coming off the Super Bowl victory from a year ago. And you were still beat Patrick Mahomes. Okay. So. For all the, you know, sort of, yeah, buts you can point to that victory, they still got it done mm-hmm. on the road in a hostile environment against the best quarterback of the last however many years.
0: Not the most surprising thing yesterday. The biggest surprising news is that the Cincinnati Bengals decided to give out the richest contract in NFL history. Joe Burrow, congratulations. That is the upset of the year, and he gets it done in Cincy. That's everything you need to know. Quarter past every hour here on the Brock and Salk Show. What was wrong with Kadarius Tony yesterday? How do you drop that many balls in one game? Like all seemed to lead to disaster.
4: Yeah, that was a former first round pick who fell out of favor with the Giants and it was traded in part because they just couldn't count on him. And you saw some of that there. I think a lot, some of it was maybe personality wise, you couldn't count on that. But. Uh, yeah, it's hard. going to gonna be hard to count on him after that many drops. I'm
0: curious to see what happens with the Chiefs. I mean, everyone runs out eventually, even with the great quarterback. Sometimes you have off years. It's funny. You kind of look at the other skill positions, and when you take Kelsey off the field, it's not the same team. Now, you add him back on, and obviously things will change again, and, and generally he'll be there. But... Kind of looking at the other names, and it's like it's not quite what it was a few years ago.
4: Right. And their backup tight end did score a touchdown for them. So, you know, he he seems like he's, you know, they got something there. But yeah, you're right. I mean, Travis Kelsey, and he's what, 32, 33 Mm -hmm. years old, not going to be around forever. So,
0: well, and he'll probably get beat up a little bit more. I mean, that's the one thing about those guys as they get into their 30s, and especially guys who take as much punishment as he does. Wouldn't be that surprising to see him miss some more time with injury. All right, G. Scott's going to step in here next. Got some fun questions for G. And one very serious one. I saw a story this week that honestly disgusted me. And I'm curious from G's perspective where this will lead. It's next. Brock and Salk, Seattle Sports on 710, sealsports.com.
5: This is Brock and Salk, powered through the Alaska Airlines Studio.
0: Back in mornings from 6 to 10
2: on Seattle Sports and the Seattle Sports Hub. Wait,
0: wait, hold on a wait. second. Whoa. What's going on here? today? I wasn't ready, I wasn't ready. Calm What's down, calm down. Here today. Wow. There oh. we go. Oh, yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. Phew. Oh. Friday's oh. almost off their mm-hmm. stuff.
2: <laughs> you came in later than usual. I, I forgot.
4: I know. I wasn't
2: ready.
0: He My wasn't bad. loud enough. He's wearing a new
5: cologne <laughs> and everything. I can't believe that Mara and Justin knew right away that I was oh, yeah. wearing
0: a new cologne. You definitely smelled different.
5: Yeah, look here, y'all. Y'all gotta go get this one. This is this is this is a special one. I think I like this one, by the way. Do you?
0: Yeah, I like the smell of this one. It sounds like maybe it's something I can't wear, though. So tell what is it? It's uh burrito
5: B-Y-R-E-D-O.
0: Okay, burrito, not burrito. Like a burrito.
5: Yeah, burrito. Right. And <laughs> it smells smells like Chipotle. Important clarification. And <laughs> it's black saffron. Mm. Black saffron. Justin.
3: What do you think, bro? You like it? Yeah, it's really good. I also was like, "Hey, gee, I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up. What it What does it run you? It was that
0: run for a bottle. It's
3: like a little over hundred bucks an ounce. Oh, an ounce. Yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> you say it's about hundred bucks a bottle. Like, okay, that's in play. Only got three. You can get a, you can get some Dracar for like sixty five bucks, Bruh. <laughs> I think that would be a funny a funny bet with G. By the way,
5: yeah.
0: It, the, I know you and Brock have your like five hundred dollar bet or whatever the heck you guys have going on. But yeah, we do. I would like a, a bet with G where if you lose, you've got to wear Dracar for a week
3: or Axe
5: body spray or something.
0: Could you do it? Could you wear Dracar for a full week?
5: I mean, if I lost a bet, I could do that. Is that no good? I mean, <laughs> well, 30, 30 years. Wait, Brady. Now, but here is the thing about Brady. Let me let you. By the way, Brady Henderson. Oh, you I know guys where are, this is going. You, you guys got to make sure you guys are following Brady Henderson mm. on uh, Twitter. He is a wealth of information when it comes to the Seattle Seahawks. Thank However, you. let me tell you something <laughs> about Brady. Yeah, here yeah, we go. There's a couple things that Brady does not need to do. Mm. He doesn't need to dress well. Mm. He doesn't need to smell good. Because mm-hmm. the dude looks so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, am I right, though? Brady's a good-looking man. Salt. I'm not disagreeing, yeah? He's a very good looking man. man. He's, a, he's strikingly handsome. Yeah. He's a good looking man. That's why I hang out with him. Mm-hmm. Every single time. I mean I'm, I remember. I'm back hoping at, some of it'll rub off on me. I remember back in the day when Brady used to work here, man. I said, man, <laughs> this Brady, man. Woo! Every time. <laughs> he doesn't look as good right now. Now
0: he's bright red. you oh. really embarrassed him. Did you, did, did you see the shirt he's wearing, too? The Brett the Hitman heart
5: shirt I that heard. he's wearing? Stink gave him that name.
0: Yeah, he's the hitman. Brady the Hitman Henderson.
5: Brady can sleep inside of his car, get out of the car, and still look good. Well, he doesn't need to. He sleeps inside his boat. <laughs> you still got the boat, bro?
4: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
5: hey, I'm telling <laughs> you. You got to come I check it out sometime. <laughs> Wait a minute, bro. Wait, you, you single, fam?
4: I am, yeah. Hold
5: on, <laughs> single, living on a boat, on Lake Union.
4: Eh, somewhere, yeah.
0: yeah. he won't. He will Can't reveal that. Uh, that exact location. Hey man,
5: yeah. it's Brady Henderson boy, you. It's gonna be a movie about you, bro. <laughs> that's,
3: that's a pretty good life, Brady. Correction, thing. by the way, it's by rado. Byredo, it's Byredo, it's not, not burrito. burrito. That's surprising. By I would have really
0: yeah, for marketing purposes. <laughs> <for laughs> I would have really thought they'd go with burrito. Yeah. It seems like a really good name for your for your cologne. Yeah, what so does it smell like? Well, you ever mm. uh, smelled an air fryer? Cilantro. It's, it's kind of like yeah, a grill with cilantro,
1: <laughs> lime.
5: Uh, one last thing before yes. we get to sports, yes. I got to cover this though. Um, Justin is my hero, like. This dude went to a wedding. Mm-hmm. Now, usually, Salk, I would make fun of this. Mm-hmm. He went to a wedding. At the wedding, it's kickball. And everybody's dressed up in costumes. It's
3: ridiculous.
0: It's
5: Absol- a look at me. It's a look-at-me wedding.
3: Yeah. Sorry, it's not like every other wedding we've been to.
5: No, usually probably. I would make fun of that. That is so dang cool. Really? I made fun you, of it. You did? Yes. Have you ever been to anything like that? No. Be- there's no there's, <laughs> on purpose. There's no drama. There's no stress nobody's tripping. I saw the bride pitching the ball. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing about weddings. They played kickball at the. wedding. And as somebody who knows about a lot of weddings, yeah. there's always <laughs> some drama at the weddings. I've not been to a lot of
0: weddings with drama. I was at one wedding where the where the groom got too drunk. But other than that, like, I haven't seen a lot of wedding drama. Most of the weddings I've been to have been kind of nice, classy affairs, and they're a lot of fun, and, you know, people so my classy, enjoy yeah. their day and move on. It's not a big look-at-me-fest,
4: like, hey, let me tell everybody about the crazy wedding I had. Wait, so so they're playing kickball in their suits and dresses? No, right? they don't no, wear no, suits no. and it was dresses. Are you oh, kidding me? Costumes. Yeah. Oh, Please. costumes. I right. Understand. They're wearing costumes. Right. Weddings, in-
2: by definition, are kind of a look-at-me-fest. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. 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 Totally Let's different, though. Affair. Yeah, it's totally different.
2: Betsy? Did Betsy go?
3: Uh, she did not. Of course not. <laughs> she, had her own,
4: she had her own thing going of, on. Of course Hey, not. remember, I can confirm, I went to college with Betsy. You I can did? confirm Wait. that Betsy yep. is a real person. Yep. I can't confirm that Justin is dating her. <laughs> right. But I can confirm she's what real. What
0: was she like in college?
4: I didn't know her all that well. Uh, quiet. Uh, I, I didn't really, I, it was sort of like friend of a friend situation, huh. so I met her a couple times, so. Interesting. Yeah.
5: Wait a minute, you went to, you for real?
4: For real, yeah. She Lester. exists. She exists.
5: <laughs>
4: yeah. I don't believe it. G doesn't believe it. All, all right. We got, we
5: got some real
0: stuff to talk about today. We Stop wasting Brady's time, for God's sakes. Brady's got – he's a he's an NFL reporter here for ESPN, and we're wasting his time talking about Cologne and Betsy, for God's sakes, weddings. I got nothing to do. It is a Football Friday uh, brought to you by Snoqualmie Casino Sportsbook. Um, all right. I won't start with Chris Jones because I know you don't want to talk about him first. So let me start with this. The Seahawks have, and this is a question for both you guys, 43% of their roster, 43% of their roster are made up of first and second year players. Who's the Seahawks? The Seahawks. Mm-hmm. That is a that is a really high number. Forty three, Almost half of their roster mm-hmm. are in their first two years in the league. Yeah. Good thing or bad thing? I asked that question yesterday to Mark Sanchez, who's got the game on Sunday.
1: Well, I think it's an advantage for the Seahawks because their players that are second year players, Have a ton of experience. Think about the two tackles that played last year. Think about Reek Woolen. Think about Kobe Bryant. I mean, those guys played a ton of snaps. (laughs) Yes, second year players, but, you know, it's interesting because everybody's like, oh, it's the youngest roster in the league. And I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Okay, well, most players under 25. Well, I don't care if he's 25 or 24 or 23. I want to know how much football he's played. I want to know how many reps he's had under center in this system with this coordinator. All right, let me throw it
0: at you guys. By the way, I think Mark Sanchez is really good, and I'm looking forward to him doing the game on Sunday. I think he's a pretty interesting, smart, kind of funny when he's on the broadcast, so kind of excited about that. Brady Henderson, good thing or bad thing to be so young?
4: Oh it's it's 100% a good thing. I mean there's so many benefits to being young in terms of like the long-term uh prospects of your team, the the salary cap dynamics as a lot of those guys are playing on their rookie contracts and so that gives you obviously the flexibility to go out and and pay Draymond Jones to to bring in other guys that they've paid and so um and it, and it's a great point that Mark Sanchez made, you know, the Arizona Cardinals are probably among the younger one of the younger teams in the NFL, but that's a lot of guys that you know, haven't played a lot of football. It's a lot of mid late round picks. Um, and you could say the same thing about the Rams as well. Like in Seattle, these are guys who played a lot last year with that rookie class. And it's, you know, there's some early round picks this year who are going to play. So it's not just no name guys that a team is just trying to get by and, and trying to, you know, tank to get Caleb Williams. That's not what's happening at all. It's it's young players, but guys that could, are going to be counted on to actually give them something.
5: In everything that we talk about, President of the United States, corporations, bosses, all that, all of us are real fast to talk about how old someone is. <laughs> fast. all oh, that person's too old. You never hear that with Pete Carroll. You never hear about him being, quote, too old. He
0: did a few years ago. He did before Russ was out of town. Heard all about it. When you, He's got to let Russ cook. He's too old. He's a fuddy-duddy. They should fire Pete. We heard all about it
5: a few years ago. Where was that coming from? That was outside the building. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Okay, This roster, one or two years, a lot of young guys, the 40-something percent that you said, this is an incredible thing, and it shows you exactly the recipe of Pete Carroll. This is always what he has been doing the entire time. You got to love him for this. Even though he loves all those players from the past, Pete Carroll and John Snyder is not afraid to let you go. Name any great favorite that you've had in the past, Pete Carroll and them then broke up with them. You feel me? They have broke up in those relationships. Matter of fact, Bobby just got back in the door, right? That is what Pete and John is about. They don't care about names. They don't care about who and what you – they care about what you do on the field, as for the players that are there, the young, the first and second year players, if you can play for Pete Carroll and John Schneider, you will be there. So if Seahawk fans, if you're seeing that player and you're saying to yourself, I don't know, oh, they've only been playing one or two years. Well, then go back to 2012. And see about those one- and two-year players.
0: Yeah, I mean, and, but you can also go back and look at Farrell Simon and some of the other guys, all those corners and safeties they drafted to try to replace the LOB that didn't work at all. I mean, like, Tedrick Thompson and Mike Jackson or Mike uh, Tyson. And so, I mean, like, they've had hits and misses. But I, I understand your point in general. I think where I would probably agree with you most is I don't know whether it's always a good thing to have that many young players. I think on defense, it can be a really good thing. I think there is some value to having veterans around who've been around. The communication that we talked about last year was an issue on the defense. And I've told the story many times of Bill Belichick telling me during the year I used to interview him, which, as you can imagine, was a lot of fun and very, very informative most days. uh, I speak with great sarcasm. But when when you could actually get him not talking about his team, he was pretty interesting. And he would tell the story of how the old Cowboys defense was the greatest ever because every year the same guys would come back and it just got more and more complicated and complex. And they built on it every single year. This is pre-salary cap. And he said, unlike those days when the being a great defensive coordinator was all about designing the most difficult defense for the other team to handle, being a great defensive coordinator now is keeping your system simple enough or teachable enough so that a constant rotation of players can all step in and instantly be able to play it. Mm. Which I thought was, I never really thought, I mean, kind of mind-blowing. Like, man, Belichick at times, you're like, he is playing chess while there's, are playing checkers.
5: Hey, real real quick, I I just want to make sure I know which Belichick you're talking about. Are you talking about Tom Brady's Belichick, or are you talking about Belichick on his own? Because Tom, uh, Bill Belichick without Tom Brady... Is what? what? Is I'm just absolutely nothing. I'm just talking right? about Bill could Belichick. You, could you imagine? Could you imagine if Russell Wilson would have left Seattle and went to go win a Super Bowl, while the Seahawks didn't make the playoffs? Mm. Right. That's exactly what happened with Tom Brady. Tom Brady left Bill Belichick. By the way, his woman about to leave him too. Anyway, Tom Brady <laughs> left Bill I think Belichick. That already happened. Yeah, she did leave. Mm. Uh, left. Bill Belichick went to Tampa Bay, won a Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. and we're still talking about Pete Carroll is the greatest coach of all time. I said it. All time? Wow. All time. Well,
4: (laughs) Mike, no, you're right in that there is an obvious downside to it, which is that young players are inevitably going to screw up. Yes. And you saw as great as that rookie class was last year, you had moments where those guys – Played like rookies. Well, and I guess that was
0: the point I was eventually going to get to before. I was so rudely interrupted with G's agenda about Bill Belichick over here, Uh, and that is that Pete Carroll is perfect for that kind of a system for a bunch of reasons, partly because Brady, he's okay with guys screwing up. He's much more okay with it than most coaches are. I know that because we watch it happen every single week, and there's not a tremendous amount of accountability for it. Pete doesn't care as much about that. He's said it. He'd rather have you going 100 miles an hour with your hair on fire. Secondly... The stuff he says, his entire system, his whole personality and everything he does seems to play better with guys in their first few years than it does with the veterans, including some of the veterans you just mentioned. Gee, I would say Earl Thomas, Richard Sherman, Michael Bennett would all be on the list of guys that kind of got sick of what it was Pete was selling over time for whatever various reasons there were. I thought it was interesting hearing Sanchez again yesterday talk about his old head coach from college.
1: He's such a special guy and such a unique personality in which he can have 10 million things going on at one time. And when you talk to him, you feel like you're the only thing and you're the most important thing. And uh, that's what you need to recruit. That's what you need to motivate players. And that's Coach Carroll's wheelhouse and his sweet spot is connecting to people. And motivating people and getting people to accomplish a goal and share a struggle together and persevere, whether you win or lose, just persevere through it, get better for it, and then go get them again. And so that's, it's a special, it's a special uh, trait that he has to be able to do that. And I don't know if I've met anybody like him. And I think that
4: part of this conversation about younger players, I think this is happening in Seattle in part because the coordinator change that they made a few years ago with Ken Norton Jr. From everything I've heard from talking to people in the building, Ken Norton Jr. was more reluctant than I think Carroll was to play younger players. And what happened last year, Clint Hurt took over all those young guys that you didn't necessarily expect to play right away played pretty considerable snaps for them. Kobe Bryant is a really good example. Remember Justin Coleman I think began the season as the starter there at Nickelback and then it was Kobe Bryant from there on out, a guy who was a fourth round pick who was really learning a new position and you know the argument the, uh, the the benefit of of veteran guys, right? Like Justin Coleman is you know that they're going to be in the right place at the right time. They're not going to screw up sort of with mental errors. Now the benefit to playing a younger player like Kobe Bryant is, yeah, you're going to have to live with some of those errors, but there's going to be more upside, and you saw the upside there with the takeaways that he had. And look, he still had some rookie moments, but I think that the idea in going with younger players, it's it's the upside play, and you just got to trust that the upside is going to account for it's going to um, you know override some of the rookie mistakes that they make.
5: Brady, you ever been dumped by a lady and then she gone on oh boy, to do better have I without you? Has she? Did she level up? Or did she level down? Uh, well, there's a point, G. We could talk about this one for a long time. I mean, the reason— Yes, I'm, the short
4: answer is yes.
5: See, it don't feel good, do it? It, it does not feel no, good. No, it does not. So I'm bringing that up to just say this. If anybody <laughs> is in their lifetime has been, a, been in a situation where you've been broken up with and they've gone on and moved on and leveled up. Right? That is not a good feeling. Well, let me tell you what happens here with Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. Folks do not level up when they leave here. You feel me? That's, That's true. what happens yeah. when they're here. When you are dating the Seahawks, you are doing really well. All right. your, your credit is good. You feel me? Yes. You, you, you in shape. Everything is right.
0: You want Chris Jones?
5: No. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely so not. You, so let me ask you
0: again. What? Let me ask you a different way. If Chris Jones were on this team right now, would they be better? If he were playing opposite Draymond Jones as the other defensive end, they
5: wouldn't be better? I don't know. We've never seen it. Come on, man. Of course they would. He had 15
2: and a half sacks last year. Gee. I don't know. Gee. I
5: don't – because because football – all right. Let me be serious for a second. Football is a for real team sport. And last night and this morning – Everybody, all the pundits are sitting here talking about, oh, my goodness, the Kansas City Chiefs needed Chris Jones. They needed Chris Jones. They needed Chris Jones. Needed Chris Jones. Well, let's. you guys watched the game. I hope you did, right? You saw how spectacular uh, Patrick Mahomes was. You saw the Kansas City Chiefs defense really only give up 14 points in that game, right? You also saw... Uh, uh, Darius T- Tony, that dude right there, deleted his Twitter, by the way. He did? Oh, yes, boy. he did. Did he, he delete, delete he, his hands, too? No, he deleted his Twitter. His hands were gone yesterday. <laughs> he is the reason. <laughs> he and all of those drops were the reason why they lost the game. Now, I'm not being disrespectful to Chris Jones. Chris Jones is a great player. But what I am saying is, is that sometimes great players – aren't always great in other, other systems. That is true. And so what I'm saying is, is and I'm going to keep it simple, no, the Seattle Seahawks and what they have going on mm. right now would not benefit to come and add that into the mix. Is that really what you guys want? You guys want yes. to be talking about more possibility of salaries and no we got they got a good nucleus right here
0: and because of that good nucleus and all those young players i would love to see the one position they have of real need turn into a position of strength and i think if you were to add chris jones to that defensive
5: line you're a super bowl team can i just tell you something else i don't like i don't like what chris jones did last night sitting up there with the sopranos I did not like him. No, okay. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being serious for a second. I'm not even talking about cologne or weddings is or relationships. I'm being dead serious. I thought that that was trash <laughs> for him to sit up there with the agents in the suite hanging out at the game. That's not, that's not what you want. And then all of a sudden the story is on you. You know the cameras are going to be on you. Take the story off of you. You don't want to be playing. Don't be at the game. If you're going to be at the game, I don't know if you're allowed to be on the sidelines or whatever the case might be. But that moment and that picture, no. No. I don't want Chris Jones, and I'm being serious I when I like say. I feel like he that.
0: also kind of gets to be there. I don't know. Maybe just because it was his, you know, their 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 celebration of last year's championship and all that. I'm going to disagree with you, but I, you know, it's an interesting opinion. I understand where you're coming from, and if it was any other position, I'd be with you. I just think their need at that position is significant enough. And is the one thing right now when I look at their team, that's the thing that holds them back from me saying there's a Super Bowl team or a team that can really legitimately compete for one. Maybe they will anyway, and maybe it'll be better certainly than I think it's going to be. But I'm still concerned about their ability to stop the run and their ability up front on defense. Getting a guy like Chris Jones when there aren't that many, I mean, both Pete and John have talked about it here over the last few weeks and said, sure, they'd love to find another player at that position. There just hasn't been enough available.
4: Yeah, yeah. The fact that they didn't make a move on on cut down day, that was not for lack of interest. That was not because they feel like they've got everything they need there. It just was nothing materialized. So they are definitely looking for more help to their defensive line. In in particular, like a Mike Morris body type, like a big defensive end, uh, or you can maybe say a Chris Jones body type, but uh, somebody who wouldn't cost as much as Chris Jones in terms of the draft capital and the salary.
5: I want to remind folks, a lot of people are like, oh man, I can't believe G is talking like this. Ah, oh, man, I don't sound like 90% of people talking about the Seattle Seahawks. I apologize. I don't sound like everybody else. You don't have to my, apologize. My, my takes. To. My takes don't come from other people. My takes come from oh, me wow. and, and, and this whole conversation. I don't want Chris Jones. And by the way, the dude on the left of Chris Jones. Go look at the picture. Is that the dude from Bar Rescue? Yeah, you sent that text earlier, but I don't know what John Bar Taffer? Rescue is. So yeah, I, didn't, John, yeah, I didn't know how to John answer. It. Shut it down. Shut it yeah, down. Shut <laughs> it down.
0: I don't have any idea. I've never even heard of that. Is that something I should have heard of?
5: Really? Like, I
0: don't even know what you're
5: talking about. I mean, what is that? Well, why don't you ask me about Seinfeld?
4: <laughs> it, it, it's a guy that the, these like, bars and restaurants, when they're failing, they, they call up John Taffer, I think, and he comes in and he yells at everybody and whips them into shape and everything. I thought and that was him.
0: the restaurant guy. I thought that was, uh, what's the mean restaurant guy? The mean uh, chef?
4: What, was Gordon Ramsay? Yeah, isn't that Gordon Ramsay? I think it's kind of the same idea. No.
5: Yeah. Hey, have you guys been talking about Trey Brown? Who, who? Trey Brown? I think he's going to start. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now. Market buy stock and trade Brown right now. Trade Trey Brown is that guy. I'm gonna come on next Friday and the next Friday after that and the next Friday after that and all I'm gonna say is Mike Salt. Told you, <laughs> Greg. You're gonna say it as if I argued with you. That's what you're gonna do. No, you didn't argue. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you. No, I, no, I, no, I'm just telling you. I love. He so gonna keep starting Trey, Trey even Brown. after Witherspoon's ready to go. Again. When it comes to Pete Carroll and it comes to how they do things, this is what I'm trying to tell you. The reason why Pete Carroll and John Snyder have been successful over the last 13 seasons, because they don't play players based on name. They play you based on what you can do. I know. And there's a lot of coaches where there's little league, high school, college, pro, that play people because of what's on paper. That ain't what happens over at the VMAC. Virginia Mason Athletic Center. Sorry about that. When you over there, you can play, you're on the field. Devin Witherspoon, mm. I don't care if you was number one overall, number five overall, you want to get on that field, you have to be a dog and get out there and play. Pete Carroll has already told the world, he shared with the world the competitive scale, right? The one through seven, where are you at? Oneske. Are you wearing burrito? I, I just smell I just I feel like I smell burrito. Is that what you're wearing
0: today? Is that burrito for a man? It's, it's black saffron. <laughs> it's black beans, matter is fact, what it is. Matter of
5: fact, can you just call me black saffron from here on out? You want that to be your nickname? <laughs> yeah. It just would sound better if Mike Salt called you what, Black man, Saffron. I will
0: happily call you Black Saffron. I think that is one <laughs> heck of a name.
5: There's Black Saffron.
0: You can hear him every day on with Ursula Roitine and the Black Saffron and Ursula Show over on our sister station 97.3 Cairo News Radio. Great Love stuff you guys, as always. Man. G. Brady, thanks for your two hours today. You bet. You can find the uh, very good-looking Brady Henderson, Stop according it. to G, sitting on his boat on Lake Union or on the pages of ESPN.com or on Twitter or X, of course. Brady, thank you. I would say the uh, response was good enough. We'll have you back next Friday. Thank you. Let's do it. All Thanks right. for good having stuff. me. G, More good from to talk Brady to you next week. More from G next week as well. I'll be back here in just a minute. Talk a little bit of baseball before open phone lines at 930. It's Brock and Salk, sales Sports on 710.